0: A fault is a weakness, a defect, a fracture. Faults divide, tear, and consume. Here in the city of Chester's Chasm, we struggle to maintain that precarious balance over the precipice in the earth, in our lives, and in our hearts. This story is about four teenagers with faults of their own.
1: The fault between my faith and freedom. The fault between my family and identity.
2: The fault between my choice and my obligation.
3: The fault between my life and death.
0: As these fractures grow, we stand at the edge and ask what must we sacrifice to sate the Void's endless hunger. Is it possible that the answer lies within all our faults? Hello and welcome to All Our Faults, a Monster Hearts Two actual play podcast. As always, I am your MC and host for this show, Mistress Winter. In our previous episode, Bert attempted to console a furious Celine after Crispin's lunchtime debacle, only to be interrupted by Jacob asking Celine for forgiveness. Celine acquiesced, and to spite Crispin, asked Jacob out on a real date. Later, Bert interrupted Michael's stalking of William Harker, seeking information about viruses and diseases related to the homeless camp mystery. There are no major content warnings for this episode. Please stay tuned after the episode for more shout-outs and thank-yous. Chapter 6. Books and Bullies so Crispin, you are in your book club with Celine, Michael,
1: and Bert. Who Celine pointedly ignores Crispin and goes and flirts with Jacob right in front of him.
3: Oh boy. I need to go to Yearbook Club and establish that everything is fine. Oh, no,
4: (laughs) I think Michael will find an extremely amenable uh, audience in Crispin, who is extremely aware that he screwed up and just does not have the language to unscrew up. And after his conversation with Juanita is just like, do the least harm, do the least harm, which right now to him feels like, shut the fuck up, just be quiet.
1: So Crispin is not going to address that Celine is pointedly no. ignoring him and flirting with someone else in front of him.
4: No, nope, nope. Incredible. Not, I mean,
1: he's not going
4: to say anything, but he will certainly like look over more than
1: is like normal. <laughs> And I'm sure he looks like a kicked puppy every time.
4: <laughs> 100%. Oh, yeah. No, he's having... Listen, the beating he took from his father is nothing compared to, to this. This is... Um, oh, no. He's having a bad day.
0: Deanna Hathaway sidles up to Crispin.
4: You look miserable. I'm sure that thrills you. Did the cold kick you out? no. As a matter of fact, it seems like I'm in line for a promotion, I guess. Ooh,
0: get to be the leader of the cultists.
4: Do you really not have anything better to do? Is there nothing more exciting going on in your life? Not at the moment. Must be
0: nice. I heard that you were making a show of yourself at lunch. I got carried away. Pulled a Tom Cruise with your Kate over there.
4: Scientology is a sham. I take your point. I made a mistake. I am, in fact, only human.
0: And I can appreciate that. And I can also appreciate when you ruin perfectly good potential relationship. So I'm going to do you a solid. And how are you going to do that? I'm going to let you take me to the back-to-school bash. Excuse me? Why would... Why would... Why...
4: Why... Even if I wanted to do that, why would you want to go with me?
0: Well, one, it would improve your image going with me. Now, granted, I'm not the most popular girl in the class, but eh, at least being with me will lift you from the dredges of the student body. For me, well, maybe I just want the company. I don't believe you. You can believe it or not. I thought it would be a lovely evening to spend with you. Hey, Cat. Yes?
3: How much does Crispin dislike Deanna? And how visible is it?
4: Oh, he deeply dislikes Deacon and Deanna. They are, for lack of a better word, his nemesis. Good. Okay, because Michael's in a mood. Oh, boy. You have my explicit and
3: unrelenting approval.
1: I would also like it noted that Celine definitely is watching this conversation.
3: Michael's going to stand up and glide over. And he'll lean in close to her ear oh Deanna how are you doing today he'd like to try turning her on oh lord <laughs> <laughs> okay I heard you were looking for a date to the dance go ahead and roll that's a 10 you know I'm available <laughs> oh give me a second I'm not done
0: alright so you gain a string on Diana can I ask a question mm-hmm is Michael
4: also trying to turn on Crispin?
3: I didn't think about that but now that you mention it, why don't I? I mean you can just be turned on but I mean if you want me to try, maybe I'll make eye contact with you while I'm doing this. Let's see.
4: Oh I don't know it, it's, it's
0: a confused it's a confused.
3: Oh that's that's a nine. Oh no So there are that's a success with the consequence.
0: So in that uh, you either gain a string on Crispin or they choose one of the reactions. Oh I'm sorry Crispin, you get that choice.
3: Remember I'm making the eye contact with you while I'm doing this. You see a little bit of my fang? I
0: th- I think I'm gonna take I'll take the string. All right so Crispin gives a string to Michael. For Diana, Michael, you gain a string. And they choose a reaction. Her initial fury at being interrupted so fucking rudely melts into this fiery, angry sex thing. Well, I mean, for you, why wait for the dance?
3: (laughs) I'm going to shut her down. That's a seven.
0: You choose one from below, but you come across poorly and you gain a condition instead.
3: Fine by me. Honey, remember I'm gay and your overbite is showing.
0: Wait, I'm going to apply your condition from last time. Oh, okay. Uncooperative,
3: which will drop your seven to a six. I have forwards. I'm going to bump that back up. I now only have one forward. Choose one of the
0: options. Either they lose a string on you. If they have no strings, you gain a string. They gain a condition or you take another forward.
3: Let's give Deanna a condition.
0: Okay. What's the condition?
3: I did just say her overbite was showing. Maybe that's going to be a thing people make fun of her for. and She's going to get real sensitive about it.
0: In return, as a condition, you are going to gain the condition, not your business,
3: That seems appropriate. And then I will just simply wink at Crispin and sit back down.
0: Deanna covers her mouth in sudden anxiety about her barely noticeable birth defect and just huffs off back to her brother Deacon.
3: Don't torture my friends.
0: She just glares at you from across the room.
3: Hi, Crispin. Michael will just simply wanly raise an eyebrow and smirk. And uh go back to doing his homework on this Crispin wants to chat. Does Crispin want to chat or is he just too flustered?
4: Crispin is painfully flustered. <laughs> I think Crispin wants to chat. It takes a second for Crispin's brain to catch up to what just happened and he just kind of turns to Michael and goes, "Thanks for chasing her off," I guess. I don't
3: Clearly she wasn't going to leave you alone and you were obviously uncomfortable.
4: I'm not really sure what she was trying to do, but she was trying to do something.
3: Frankly, I just didn't want to hear her talk. I'm over it. Crispin laughs
4: at that. Yeah, she... I don't know. We were friends when we were little, little kids and just... Sometimes I wish it could be that way again, but it can't, so...
3: That sounds like drama. What happened?
4: We used to go to the same church, Uh. then her family stopped going and formed some pretty strong opinions about people who still go to the church and um, they think I'm in a cult.
3: Yeah, I caught that. She said that like a ton of times. So like, is it a cult?
4: I feel like I'm supposed to say no.
3: That's not a really strong recommendation.
4: It's it's not a cult, it's a, it's a calling. Okay. And if I'm being totally honest, I'm not really sure I'm ready to pick up the phone. And this is the first time I think Crispin has said that thought out loud.
3: What happened with uh, Celine? You two looked thick as thieves at lunch for a while. That was new.
4: I got carried away and I think I said something stupid and like I always do. I think I hurt her feelings and and I'm sure it's my fault. It's always my fault, right? Like I just, I can't help myself. And I just say these things and do these things and disappoint everybody. And I just, I'm no good. Whoa, whoa, huh?
3: It's okay.
4: Sorry. Sorry. That was a lot.
3: Did you... Talk to her about it.
4: I don't think she really wants to talk
3: to me right now. Michael's gonna look at her. What is Celine doing right now?
1: Celine is trying to inconspicuously, it's not inconspicuous, as possible, shoot glances at Crispin all the time, especially now that Deanna is not with him anymore. She's been looking at Crispin the entire time while she's like fake flirting with Jacob but she's not just flirting with Jacob she is just kind of trying to get a distraction but every time she feels like Crispin is looking over at her she definitely starts flirting with Jacob so um I would imagine that you make eye contact with her do you linger it will very quickly be a like oh I got caught and like quickly looking back away and focusing on Jacob (laughs) again
3: yeah okay just as obvious perfect Crispin, I'm going to say this with, I can't believe I'm going to utter this out loud, love. You're a fucking moron. Oh,
4: Crispin is going to laugh for the first time today. <laughs> and he's just going to go, thank you, I
3: think? You're welcome. I'm happy to insult you anytime. Always to your face. Stop being an idiot.
4: I, I deeply
0: appreciate that more than you know. Barbara Holcomb comes to the table where Crispin and Michael are. Hi guys. I'm really glad you're here. First of all, but second of all, it is only the second day and there's already a lot of disturbances. So if you could please, please just tame it down and focus on. Oh,
3: oh, I know which one it is. We're playing two truths and a lie, right?
0: What? No.
3: The, the first one was the lie.
0: That I'm happy you're here.
3: Yes. Did I win?
0: No. This we aren't playing a game. I'm simply asking if you could just keep things peaceful and calm and not rile each other up.
3: Cucumbers, all of us. Cucumbers. Cool Cool as. as. See, he gets it.
0: Oh.
4: Okay. Cool. Perfect. Don't don't worry. Uh, We we've already got plans to cover the football game and the bash the end of the week so i think we're well
0: on our way to another banner year for the yearbook yes wonderful thank you that's that makes me happy i'm excited get out there and make us proud she will flounce off
3: all right hi bert how are you doing oh uh yeah um i'm good how how are you just fine come sit with us oh okay cool
2: yeah I, yeah i'm right yeah okay hey crispin what's up
4: hey bert did you manage to uh, return that wayward notebook
2: yeah i did and i like lean in a little closer and i got some inside information from mr schultz we can't date other club members so <laughs> look at out for you bud
3: oh good i'm sure that will be great for someone as i pointedly look at crispin
1: thanks i think
3: and then look over at celine
1: who definitely catches your eye again
3: and then look back at Crispin.
4: I think Crispin wants to turn as far away as possible from the talk of dating. And is just going to be like, uh, so do you guys have rides lined up for the, the game this Friday? Uh Do we need to figure out transportation from the bash to the game? Uh, are we all under control?
3: Oh, I I can drive. Do you need to get picked up?
4: I thought you smashed up your car.
3: Problem's fixed. Oh. Do you guys need a ride?
4: Yeah, that would be amazing.
2: Is there anyone else driving that can carpool? Or uh, either that, I can just do my my bike.
3: What? Do you not trust my ability to drive?
2: I mean, if, like, Crispin's going, Celine's going, I don't know who else, anyone else is going, you know, it seems like you kind of have a pretty full vehicle, so I will take another mode of transportation.
3: Oh, there's plenty of space for the four of us. But, I mean, if you don't trust me... That's fine.
2: I mean, it's. I wouldn't say it's not trust. It's just. It seems like y- you have a full vehicle, so I will.
4: Three people isn't isn't a full vehicle, Bert. I mean, you'd be more than welcome. It's you know, it'll be a party.
2: It looks like Celine is bringing Jacob along, so that's. Uh, uh, oh, I'm the odd man out. Oh no, I have to, not be in that
3: car. Oh, Celine, Celine and
1: like slowly turn yes
3: are you coming with us to do the yearbook stuff on Friday or do you have your own ride
1: did Jacob earlier say he would drive me yeah I have my own ride
3: oh shame okay well there you go Bert there's space
1: oh
2: great cool
3: awesome there that's settled
4: we settled it Crispin is staring intently at like a blank, empty spot on the table as if he is intensely studying something.
3: And in, in his head, Michael is just thinking, my God, this boy is so stupid. He was told to talk. He's not talking. He's not doing the talking thing. Why is he not doing the talking thing? It's so funny. As I am not doing the talking thing with the boy who needs the talking, the talking thing. Hilarious. You hypocrites. Yep.
0: This is circling back to that lunch hour for you, Crispin. Uh, Cause I was just looking at the night moves and you have this dragon in your life, big looming threat that you are afraid to face. When you come in contact with the dragon, it may give you a condition. I'm, going to give you a condition based on the lunchroom interactions. Oh, boy. I am my father.
4: Oh!
2: Oh. That's severe.
3: That hurts me, the player. (laughs) Oof. Daddy issues. We love (laughs) them.
1: Also, do I I have a string on Crispin now?
4: Can't save everyone. When someone gets hurt because you were too busy to help them, Mark experience and they take a string on you. Are we qualifying what happened to her as me being too busy to help
1: her? Yes.
4: Great. So there's another
0: string for you, friendo.
1: Yay. I love collecting strings on my friends.
0: With the car situation settled and the tentative dates set for Friday. Wednesday morning classes begin up again. The school year is only three days in, so most of this week is still getting to know your class, your teachers, the syllabus that they have ahead of you. A few of the teachers have started to throw homework at you already. Anybody have anything that they want to uh, address this morning in class?
3: I mean, it's always time to stalk William.
0: Michael, you are... Aware that William has homeroom in the science class. It's practically where he lives when he's not having to take other classes. So you creep over to the door and peer in to see if you can locate your crush.
3: I imagine myself just sort of sliding into frame against the wall. It's like a cut to the other side of the eyeline with the like door centered and suddenly my like head just sort of slides with me looking into the room. In my head, it's cool. And, you know, Bram Stoker's Dracula. But it's lame and anime.
0: When you look into the science class, you pick out a couple of students who are milling about, waiting for a homeroom to be over. And when the bell rings for the class change, the door swings open and Mr. Harker steps out nearly bumping into you. Uh,
3: I think I need to keep my cool. Please do. Oh no, this is not going to be good. That's a five.
0: How does your sudden surprise and vulnerability express itself?
3: Uh, uh, um, hi, how are
0: you? In surprise himself, he ends up dropping his books, his textbooks that he's always seeming to carry around.
3: Oh, oh no oh um, I'm sorry I, uh, oh God um, uh let here let me help you um
0: I, no no you really don't have to do that I, I'm I'm perfectly capable of, oh uh,
3: oh no no here I'm so oh gosh uh oh god okay oh fine I'm sorry i I'm just gonna go um I am really I and then I will walk away from this oh my god
0: give me a runaway.
3: I will try.
0: Um, that's plus what? That's plus your volatile, which I believe is a minus one.
3: Five. Oh my God. I fall down on top of him, I guess.
0: You fall down on top of him? Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh. Uh-huh. He tries to get past you as you're fumbling, giving him his books back. And the two of you get... Strangely caught up in the threshold of that door. You turn and smack into the door that opened and fall back into him. It is the most slapstick shit.
3: Oh my God. Oh, uh, um, <clears throat>
0: you are I, surprisingly light. Thanks.
3: Um, I guess I'm, I'm so sorry. Wait, hold on. His hands
0: begin to feel any exposed skin like, Your forearms, hands. Your your body temperature is extraordinarily low. Are you all right? Do we need to alert the school nurse?
3: I'm going to hypnotize him.
0: That's a nine. Okay. So that is the success with consequences. What are the conditions for your success there?
3: So he realizes exactly what I've done to him. They fuck up my commands or uh, their sanity is unhinged. And I want to hypnotize him to forget. And I think he'll forget all the awkwardness. But I think the most fun is if he realizes I have hypnotized him.
0: Okay. Well, for the moment, you lock gazes.
3: Just forget this happened, please.
0: His face and body relax as the hypnosis washes over him and you see that point at which he becomes mentally frozen while he is processing your command, giving you the out that you might need.
3: As he begins to recover, I'll reach down, pick up the last book and hand it to him. Here, you drop this and walk away.
0: As you place the book down, his eyes flutter as the hypnosis breaks and he realizes he's on the floor. Oh! He picks himself up before he heads to his next class. He looks your way, watching you curiously as you run away. Bert, you're going to be summoned, Mister Amudo's office.
2: Oh. By, by the boss. All right.
0: Yep. You will arrive at the By All Means Investigation Agency. It is this small office on the fifth walk-up floor of this run-down office building. Mr. Amudo has yet to replace the lettering on the door. So it still reads for Bronski and Smith Attorney at Law. And the letters are crumbling off the glass and then there's a piece of paper next to the door that has scrawled on it by all means investigation and the word investigation kind of falls off the edge of the paper you enter in to this very crowded office lots of file drawers stacked with those dossiers and case files that nearly stretch to the ceiling is that you
2: uh, yeah, yeah, boss, it's me, and I think I just kind of, like, carefully step in, because this is just, like, heaven to me, so I just don't want to, like, mess up with any of his notebooks, so I'm, like, reverently, like, moving through the piles and everything, because I know that there's got to be some sort of system here that he keeps all of his info in, so I don't want to disturb that at any means possible, so.
0: You shuffle past a couple new stacks that have been starting to grow from the floor, and step over another barrier to make it into the equally crowded office of Mr. Jin Amudo. A Korean-looking man with very short stature peers at you over rimless glasses as you enter in. The only light in the room is this little lamp that he keeps on his desk. So what do you have for me?
2: Okay, um, there's a lot going on. There is... Uh, mysterious sightings of a homeless camp that spread some sort of plague in the area? Is that, is that us? Is that, is that part of the circle of life and death? No, you should check that out. Okay. It, it does seem to fall somewhere in the cycle, right? I, I mean,
0: that's, it's gotta be something. I don't put clues on your board for you not to look into them. Wait, that was, that was you that put that? Who do you think it was?
2: Okay, because I was about to go on like a whole side mystery of solving what that was. I thought then you know, I thought my area had been compromised and I was going to ask you for some protection and leads. But I, now that it's you, you can just tell me next time. You don't have to. I mean, I guess posting it is kind of cool mysteriously, but also just a heads up would be nice because you kind of put me in panic mode. I didn't go to school today. I disappeared uh, from like all of my relatives because I didn't know if I was being tailed, if other people were being targeted. So... A heads
0: up would be nice. It is good for you to be aware. There is danger all about. Increasingly so, as I told you before.
2: Yeah, I, I'm aware of the danger. I just didn't know how, how close it was to us. I am always keeping an eye out for danger. It is here now, so you watch your back. Okay, okay, I will. I will watch even harder than I already, already do.
0: And discern how the cycle is broken over at the people without homes camp place. Okay.
2: Okay, yeah, I will I will investigate that. Just just so you know we don't cross notes or if you're going down this alley, uh the people at the old lighthouse, those are all actors. So just in case you hear of any ghostly activities like an old captain, I delivered pizza to them and they are all just reenactors, just doing a bit. Not all of them. Okay, see that see that's something you could give me a heads up on cuz I just kind of wrote them off in my notes and now I have to redouble back <laughs> and find out who is who's an actor and who's really a ghost. Unless they are dangerous, then don't worry. See I don't see I don't know what to do with that information. Take out the dangerous ones first. Okay, and that would be the people coming possibly coming from the camp, whatever is breaking the cycle within this camp.
0: The illnesses are unnatural. Okay. Though they come from natural world, they are not naturally spreading.
2: All right. Okay, okay, okay. I will make that my priority, finding out about
0: this camp and these illnesses. Anything else? Well, since you are here, you're going to go on a stakeout with me. Okay. Turns out landlady's husband stepping out. We need pictures. Is this part of the dangerous one? This sounds just like an errand. I have to make money to keep the office open. Okay, that's,
2: no, that makes sense. Okay, so stakeout, get the pictures, get paid, keep the office open.
0: Good. We'll shove a film camera at you.
2: I, I know somebody that would really appreciate this. And then I will go on my way.
0: Good So you go on this stakeout with Mr. Amuto and spend the entire day sitting in a hot car that has no air conditioning. Crispin. And Celine, you are in a class together in the morning. What class is it?
1: Ooh. This is this is our first class of the day?
0: No. Oh well, this is the one directly after Homeroom. I feel like it should be English.
1: I was thinking English too. So yes, English it is. Amazing. Great great mind. I feel like Crispin and Celine. If, it, if, if the room is in tables, then we sit at the same table. And if it's just rows of desks, then our desks are pretty near each other.
0: Mm-hmm. It's rows of desks, yeah. Okay, I think Crispin sits behind her, like immediately behind her. Scarlet is also in this class, as this is like an honors English class. She flounces through the door, her bustling skirts as she tends to wear this Lolita fashion, always on the darker side, the goth side, usually carrying a parasol, which she makes it through the door with with relative ease. But the teacher, Miss McIvaney, will, without turning away from her whiteboard, will say, Patricia, put the umbrella away. Scarlet will retract the parasol and place it neatly in the corner before making her way to a desk near the two of you against the windows.
1: Celine would have been one of the first students to enter the class. She tends to walk pretty quickly, depending on when Crispin gets in the class. She might have already been there. As Crispin sits behind her, he would have had to pass her to get to a seat. He would have noted, and if Scarlet Patricia what am I calling her what would Celine know her as
0: so her legal name is Patricia how she introduces herself is Scarlet so I assume that if you know her personally you'd call her Scarlet like Crispin does
1: I mean if she did an introduction you know two days ago and introduced herself as Scarlet then because when you know we do the stupid icebreakers thing I'd probably call her Scarlet then she would have okay Cool. So if Scarlet's paying attention, she would notice too that the normal bags under Celine's eyes that are just part of her features for the last several months are definitely worse today. But she is, she is pointedly not turning around and looking at Crispin, does not greet him, is not engaging with him in any way.
4: You definitely beat Crispin into the classroom. Um, he's been doing a lot of late night study sessions with his father this week in preparation for Saturday. So he's still getting to school on time, but just by the skin of his teeth. He, he rolls into class um, and sees you. And I think he slows down as he walks past your desk in a kind of hopeful way to see if you acknowledge him. And then when you don't, he'll just kind of quietly sit. She will like
1: sink further down into her seat and she has her sketchbook out doing some minor sketches and like sinks more into her seat and like buries her face further into her sketchbook as she feels your presence.
0: Up at the front of the class, you see a girl who you would know as Sarah Paisley. Sarah Paisley is a hot young influencer in the city of Chester's Chasm. She has her phone up. And she is talking very low into it. With any glance, you can tell that she is recording herself on a social media site.
1: It's a new app called Click Clock.
0: There you go. Tech Talk. (laughs) (laughs) Tic Tac. Ooh, I like that. Tic Tac. And you can have it in different colors and different flavors. (laughs) Totally normal thing for an app to do is come in flavors. (laughs) is
4: she speaking loudly enough that we can overhear her
0: if you strain to listen in and pay attention to her mindless musings there are some allusions to low-key insults that are pointed at scarlet and occasionally you will see the phone turn just a tick over her shoulder to capture scarlet's image without her permission.
4: Great. I'm going to raise my hand, um, even though class presumably has not started quite yet, and I'm going to say, Miss McAvaney, has the school policy on cell phone use on campus changed recently?
0: Miss McIvaney continues to scroll on the board some quote or other from the text she has you reading. No, Mr. Ligatone, it has not. However, we have not started class... And I do not wish to start anything at this moment. (laughs) That last bit is definitely pointed at you being what essentially amounts to a title deal.
4: I would never. I resent that remark. Crispin is going to continue to press his luck and just say, but don't we value people's privacy at this school? Roll, uh, shut someone down. Okay. And that
0: is going to be, what do I add to it? Uh, Shutting someone down is cold.
4: That's going to be exactly a 10. Nice. Oh,
0: perfect. The teacher lets out a heavy sigh and you almost hear a muttered, I guess we're doing this then. She'll turn around and know exactly who you're talking about. So her gaze goes directly to Sarah. Miss Paisley, please put up the phone or I will have to confiscate it. And you will not get it back for the rest of the week. Sarah politely turns it off and puts it away. Of course, Miss Mcvaney.
1: Celine clearly like makes like a gagging motion that is very obviously seen, even to like Crispin who's behind her, just like a hoot huh! kind of thing in response to Sarah's little uh, thing.
0: Does it look like Scarlet noticed this happening? If she had, she gives no sign one way or the other. She is face first in a book. I'm going to say she is reading Drawing Down the Moon, a study of paganism in modern America.
4: Crispin will consider her reading material for a moment, and he will say, you're
0: diving a little further into the devil worship, I see. Without looking at you... And turning a page very slowly, they do talk about Satanism in here, so you are not wrong.
1: I like her; <laughs> she's
4: pretty fun. I think that makes Crispin smile uh, because he's just used to her and how she is. And he'll say, "Have you ever devoted that level of of focus and and study to to the Bible?"
1: Celine audibly scoffs in front of you. Scarlet turns
0: another page. I have read three versions, one in Latin. Oh, wow. And wh- what did you think? Interesting mythology. It's it's not myth.
4: It's, 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 it's... And he, he starts sputtering and he's he's trying after all of these late nights with his father, getting ready for his vigil on Saturday, and he cannot bring any... Defense to mind. He has been drilling verses and arguments and theological bullshit for days. And just between the exhaustion and the existential crisis of it all, he just cannot pull any
0: of it to mind. There is a slight smirk that lifts the corner of her mouth as you sputter and she continues to read. I think
4: Crispin is thoroughly chastened by this exchange, and he will pull out his Bible and his English book and slide down in his seat and hope that a hole opens in the ground and just swallows him.
1: Where does Scarlet sit in relation to me?
0: So she is next to Crispin on your left.
1: So like diagonally behind me. Class still hasn't started yet. I'd like to turn around pointedly, not look at Crispin and fix my gaze on Scarlet. What mythologies are you interested in?
0: All of them. Each one is the culmination of a society's beliefs. The complexity and nuance that goes into pantheons and belief structures are beautifully unique, each one.
1: Do you believe in any of them?
0: I believe in archetypes. There are common themes between many of the world's religions and spiritualities, and those common themes can be summarized in archetypes, whether they be Jungian or Freudian. But more than that, they are the essence of human imagination and belief.
1: So just imagination, then? You don't put much stock into them?
0: It doesn't take much belief when you know things are possible beyond the everyday mundane.
1: Can I roll for gaze into the mist to see if I can glean anything (laughs) by what exactly she might mean or be referring to? Please do. What it is, is me tapping into my fey magic, uh, which is weak, but still there. And so to like the outward person, it looks like I'm just kind of fixedly staring at them and my eyes slightly glaze over. And if anybody could see my Fey mark, it would be almost sparkling. It would it would definitely be flitting with different colors of light and have this like sparkle to it. More so the normal shimmer that it has if you catch it in the right way. But what it is for me is kind of sitting there taking breaths and just really connecting with the magic that I know I have inside of me to be able to glean the truth and sort of that promise thing that all Fae seem to like to some extent and just try to glean how much of the truth is there and see if there's anything unspoken and sometimes I can truly pull things out. Give me a roll. It's dark right? Dark. Mm -hmm. Seven.
0: You reach into that small well of Fae power at your core and reach out invisible feelers scenting the truth or lies about her statement, which lingers in the air. In response, which in and of itself is telling, her head whips to face you and... You almost feel those those fay feelers yank back as if they've been slapped. She regards you for a moment, an unreadable look on her face, before the teacher calls everybody's attention to the front and class begins. Thank you to the Tabletop Tailspinners Network and Director Emma Kokar for our home and platform. The cast of All Our Faults includes Abby Marie Carter at Abby underscore Marie underscore Carter on social media, Ben at DJ underscore Blindian, Juicy Garland at Juicy Garland, Kat Kelly at Kat Kelly, and yours truly, Mistress Winter at Mistress Winter. A huge shout out and thank you to you, our growing band of listeners, We recently surpassed 500 downloads worldwide, which is an incredible milestone, and we have you to thank for it. We love telling this story, and it brings us great joy that you are enjoying it as well. I hope that you will share that enjoyment with your friends. Who knows? Maybe they'll listen, love it, and talk about it with you. Theorizing about the show is so much more fun with friends. If you want to financially support the show, we have a Ko-fi site where you can sponsor us and get some little goodies and extras. Until the next episode, we wish your hearts good fortune and health. It's more, uh... Oh, Ron Host Club. Or, or Dracula Dead and Loving It with, uh... uh Leslie Nielsen. Uh,
3: Leslie Nielsen, yeah. thank you. You know, cool hip references the kids will get.
1: Oh,
0: yeah,
3: totally.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't get it.
3: Uh... This has been a tale from the Tabletop Tailspinners Network.